Hello, 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 and welcome to the Pottervision Podcast, the podcast where every two weeks, myself, Lucas Kirby, and a man in serial, I think, Tom Lawrenson, we look at a chapter of the Harry Potter books, and we use them as a springboard for a little cheeky convo. But this week, uh, we're going off the beaten track, and uh, we've just come back from Edinburgh, so we're going to have a big old bloody catch-up, aren't we? Mm. Have a little hiatus from these mm. books that are driving us slowly insane. Now, Tom is having cereal, but he's been very good. I noticed there, I want to, uh, you know, reinforce this good behaviour. He moved his head away from the microphone before eating some of his cereal. Not while slurping his tea, but while eating his cereal, he did move away. Well, how I, are you? I had, I'm, I bumped into an international fan while we were in the country of Scotland. And they oh said, yeah! They said to me, this New Zealander, that people don't like it too much when they don't mind themselves. But they said other people don't like it too much when you eat on mic. So I said, I'll bear yeah. it in mind. Yeah. Can we reveal the identity of our New Zealand fans? Is that allowed? Uh, don't know. Maybe they want to be private. <laughs> Maybe they want to be private. Well, we can't brag about who they are, uh, but there's somebody. Only one of them New was Zealand. a fan. Only one of them was a fan. All <laughs> oh, right, I thought both of them were. No, the other one was just um, pleasant. A famous person. Just a nice person. Yeah, pleasant. Oh. <laughs> well, never mind. So, well, we've got the wife of a semi-famous. New Zealander uh, who listens to the pod. Mm. Now, Tom, it's been two weeks since we've done a regular pod. We finished our Edinburgh Fringe run. How would you sum it up? How was the Fringe for you? Hmm. Ah, when you finished. <laughs> Are you on Cocoa Pops? Hmm. Cocoa Pops. Let me tell you this the Edinburgh Fringe. Oh, a month, it went by like that. Yeah, oh yeah, quick as a flash. See my friend Lucas Kirkby, once a day, I'll go to the, do the show with him. Hello old boy, we're globums on stage, pull a moony to the audience, everyone's laughing. <laughs> yeah. And then we go, what do you think? Go spend £60 on a meal? We go, yep. <laughs> <laughs> we had a bloody great time, and I think, I think this year's been one of the most enjoyable years I've had. I think partly because we were doing a brand new show and I was, yeah, but, you know, after a few shows, I was really happy with the, the product and I think we should be proud of the new show we've clobbered together. Yeah. Did your mum and dad like it? How would you summarise the Fringe? They, how would I summarise it? Well, to answer your first question, my mum and dad did like it. They said it was as good, if not better, than Parvision 1. They're like, no, 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 both shows are called Pottervision, they're indistinguishable. They're like, no, 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 we like Pottervision 1, but we really enjoyed Pottervision 2. Um, but maybe it's just because it's fresh. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, they really, really enjoyed it, they liked it, and uh, Martina liked it as well. And it's all been bloody positive uh, reviews from returning uh, customers. We've had a few new people come. Uh, one lady reviewed it saying it was like Punch and Judy. Uh, so I don't know what to make of that. Mm. And another person said we were like Cannon and Bull. Mm. 
I was like, well, I've never watched Cannon and Bull. So any likeness is unintentional. My sisters all came. And I sent my dad the video. Oh, yeah. I sent my dad the video of it, and he watched it. I said, what did you think? Called him the other day. I said, Dad, what did you think? He went, yeah. it was all right. It's not as good as the first one. And I was like, cheers, Daddy. <laughs> Is that what he said? <laughs> well, he's in the minority. Well, something's always taken out well, of when you watch a video that's filmed on a phone, isn't it? Yeah, that's true. It takes the magic away a bit. Well, maybe he's got the ump because we didn't use his uh, broomstick thing with legs on, this I'll year. I'll be on the phone to him. And he'll be like, and I, I never said that! You're a liar! He did, he did say that. He said that to me. Imagine putting your son down like that. <laughs> How could you, eh? How could you? But then in his defence, he said he did have my sister Sophie sat next to him, giving director's commentary as he was watching it. Oh, that's no good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Change that now. It? They don't do that. He's put this in now. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, for me, I would always watch the film without the director's commentary before the director's commentary. Because if you watch a film for the first time with director's commentary, you are mad. <laughs> oh, I want to find out how they made this film that I've never seen. Oh, yeah. You don't know what's bloody going on. I reckon there's some films that are probably better with director's commentary. Yeah. Than if you'd watched it. Well, right. I've never. Is this true? I don't think I've ever watched a film with director's commentary. Ever. I don't. Yeah. I don't. I'm not very interested. Really? Yeah. And you call yourself. I thought I had, but then. You call yourself a big nerd. <laughs> don't you call me a big nerd. Well, I thought I had, but then I just remembered it was that episode of Inside Number Nine where it pretends to be a director's commentary. So I don't think I've actually watched a film with director's commentary. You call yourself a big nerd and you've never watched a film with director's <laughs> commentary on? Well, well, you want, well, why would you want to watch You're trying to watch a film and then somebody goes, oh, that was difficult to shoot. Uh, well, I'm trying to watch it here. Let me tell you this. I have. Yeah. I used to collect a lot of DVDs, and if I liked the film, I'd always watch it with director's commentary on. Yeah. Interesting? Just a boy with nothing to do. Sometimes, I'd put the DVD onto my computer, <laughs> and I'd rip the audio off it, and listen to the director's commentary on an iPod. And he's calling me a big nerd. Excuse me? He's rip. Well... Well, then you're listening, so you've got audio. You're listening to audio, direct this commentary on a film you can't even see. Oh, yeah, you see that there? No. Yeah, it took ages to do that. We had to get in a Vietnamese falcon to stand in for the owl. Fantastic. Well, no, I don't see the idea of it. But hey, that could be interesting. We could do a director's commentary. Maybe people would find it interesting. <coughs> Us doing a director's commentary of Pottervision. Do we have, I'm trying to think if we have a video footage of um, the first ever year we did Pottervision. Maybe for a double vision we could video commentary our first ever uh, show oh, yeah, I think that we, we did. Do. I've got it. Yeah, I don't, well, I don't, if you're interested in that, listeners, message about. me directly. 
Yeah, it'd be a bit horrible, wouldn't it? I think we'd cringe. Wow. You were, I was, I was well, but 24 and you were, I think, 14 years old. Yeah, how old would I have been? First year of Pottervision. I'd have been 14. Uh, quite the no, combo. No. They asked me not to take you away from your school, but. <laughs> no, I'd have been about 20, 21, probably. Something like that. Yeah, I was a young boy, barely weaned and ready to go. Yeah. Hey, he's take, I'm doing director's commentary. He's finished his cereal and now he's taking a big sip of the chocolatey milk. <laughs> oh, well, that's good. <laughs> Lovely. Now we can have your full attention. You've got a little blob of milk on your T-shirt, I think. I don't, though. I don't. <laughs> oh, where is it? What's that? Oh, it's gone now. There was a little white dot, but now it's gone. It's paper, I think. Oh, yeah. Well, that's fantastic. And how did you feel like your stand-up show went? Um, well, great. That's good. Great overall. Um, sold out more or less every night. Uh, I got nominated for Next Up's Biggest Award in Comedy for Best Show. Came second. Uh, that's good. <laughs> that's really um, good. Most of them were good. Sometimes, sometimes I'd be freaked out, so like, I don't know, and I'd, uh, I'd do the show and everyone was like, that was good, and I'd be like, that was shit. And, uh, yeah, yeah. But most yeah, times you're putting yourself good. out there, aren't you? Well, I must say, out. when I went to see it, I was bloody impressed with you. Oh, that's nice. Why? I was. Well, because you did your show last year, which was like warming up for this year. And last year I was like, well, this is great. This is Tom doing all his best bits of stand-up all clumped together. Great, right? This year I watched a show. Right? It was all bloody connected, put together. And I feel like your craft is fantastic now. I try. I've tried. Yeah. It's all it's all confidence. It's all just making it seem like... Yeah. It's yeah. all protect... You just pretend to say a statement in between jokes and then like, you yeah. know, a statement that makes sense. You say something like, you do a joke, you go, da 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 and then you go, uh, but that's about the world we're living in, yeah? A baby can't be born without a doctor smacking its arse. Speaking of a smacked arse. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tying it all together with stagecraft. Well, I think that's... When I did my solo show back in uh, 2018, there was none of that. Um, I just did a song, and I was like, right, that's the end of that. And then I pressed play on a DVD player. And I'd be like, right, watch that sketch. <laughs> it's got nothing to do with that. And then I'd come out in a costume and a wig and do something else. Mm. And there'd be nothing to tie it together. It was like what... It's like being on YouTube, just watching <laughs> random... Videos, different things. You're very young, though. I was young, yeah. I don't know if I'd want to do a, another solo show. Maybe maybe when I've got something to say. And I've had a bit more experience in this world of ours. I think you would, if you did it like... Uh, same as you were doing, but like maybe a bit more high spec. Like if you were doing a sketch on your own, but then you had some video quality like Joe and Rory's. Oh, bloody hell, they were good, weren't they? Mm. 
Yeah, we went to see Joe and Rory a few times. They had a show called uh, Television One, which was like a, a fake TV channel celebrating its centenary. And they were doing like uh, spoofs of TV from like every decade. And it was fantastic. And the visuals, they'd made all these amazing visual uh, effects and sketches and stuff on the screen. Mm. I've never seen anything like it. It was brilliant. Martina kept saying the logo was me, you know, the earth with the glasses on. Oh, yeah. I think it's the blink. <laughs> like but yeah, yeah, but if anyone wants to check out, we, we did a double vision with Joe and Rory uh, mm. where we talked to them about them and their show. Um, that's on double vision. And then last week we talked to our flyer who was also in shows, who was a fantastic guest, Oliver Bing. Um, and that was a fun old episode, wasn't it? Mm. How exhausting Edinburgh has been. We made some new friends, Joan Rory, Oliver Bing. Yeah. That's it. But, uh, oh, I need to pay some people. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Joan Rory, Oliver Bing. But, Joan Rory, God, Oliver didn't... Bing. Isn't it weird now you're back home? Like, my house does not get as much sunlight as... The flat I was staying at in Edinburgh. Of course it doesn't. You were living in the bloody shard. <laughs> I go around to record at his house. That bloody greenhouse. <laughs> it's just like the whole side of the flat is glass. You walk in, it's like tropical. It's like nice, one. Flying round, ah, slashing ah. through the undergrowth, trying to oh. get to the bathroom. Now that is what I go. call. Oh God! What time is it? Yeah, we've not even not. It's not even been a full week since we stopped doing it. Because a week ago today, yeah, I was waking up probably waking up, going, I'm going to go do pot vision in a minute. Yeah, we haven't even done our final show on that Sunday. God, that was a good final show. Uh, a really fun audience for the last one. Was one, and we were really cheeky as well. I think I said the C bomb a few times, and I think you said it as well. No, no, I said the V-bomb. Well, we, we were talking... <laughs> nearly. Because we were... Um, it was just me and you and Martina before the show. And I was being haggard oh, for yeah. some reason. And I said, vagina, like that. And uh, we found it really funny how Hagrid would pronounce vagina. <laughs> and so we decided to shoehorn it into the show because it was the last show. But the audience really, <laughs> really laughed. <laughs> it's a funny word to pronounce in a Cornish accent. We should write that down. Yeah, keep it in. Keep that in Potter Vision. Mm. Yeah, um, yeah, and then there's so, <laughs> a bit where we get so one bit that that stayed from the first show mm. uh, because it makes sense in Chamber of Secrets is the Aragog scene where we get somebody in as uh, Fang the dog, and so I get this guy up and normally I give an opportunity for someone someone that gets out the phone to take a picture so I'll do a pose with Fang and so he gets up and he's sat next to this woman who keeps laughing and you know seems like she might be his wife or I don't know whoever so I get him up he's dressed up as Fang and I go to her I go hey you can take a picture of us if you want and she says I don't know him <laughs> and he got a big bloody laugh Biggest <laughs> laugh of the show. I don't know. Him. Do you want a picture of this? <laughs> I don't know. 
I don't know him. It's so funny because <laughs> I'm behind a wall dressing up as a massive spider, knowing yeah. that I'm now not going to get a bigger laugh. Oh, that's annoying. So I'm behind yeah, a wall, yeah, yeah. like dressed as a spider, and I'm like. Mm. <laughs> He's upset. And I'm like, and then I come out, it's me, a spider. And everyone's like, yeah, we're, we're having a great laugh without you. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> Well, it's funny because, like, it seems to be that scene that gets the most, like, odd things happening. That's when we had. We had two people coming in to see a different show, like mm. a few days before, where because you were already out as Aragog, and, <laughs> and then um, guy was dressed as a dog, and then two men came in. <laughs> Obviously, it like looks mental. We were like, "What are you here to see?" And they went, "By and large, <laughs> well, we're not by and large. <laughs> we're Potter Vision." <laughs> mm, that's great. Going to see two stand-ups and walking in on that. One of us by, one of us is large. It's by and large. Um, We're straight and large. Uh, I put up a video on TikTok yesterday, and it was Harry Potter. Oh yeah, Harry Potter based. But I had a load of teenagers telling me I've lost my mind and like I'm not funny anymore. Oh yeah. What was the video? So you know how Dobby, you know if you give a house elf clothes? Yeah. They're free. Yeah. But like, every now and then they'll help themselves to a pillowcase. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just me, me coming in going, excuse me, I didn't say you could have a pillowcase. Take that off. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Naked elf, please. Take it off, thief. And then people are like, you shouldn't have put this out. <laughs> what do the youth of today know, eh? Uh, we'll put it in part of vision. Yeah, yeah, put that in part of vision, yeah. Lewis was saying oh, his favourite yeah. his favourite scene was where you got out the gun. <laughs> it does get a big laugh, doesn't it? Sorry to spoil that moment. Big, biggest laugh of the show, fucking ten minutes in. <laughs> it's the bit with Dobby, so I'm Dobby, Tom's Harry. Yeah. And I'm like, Harry Potter must promise not to go back to Hogwarts. And then Tom goes, I'm not going to promise. And then Dobby says, well, if Harry Potter will not promise, Harry Potter leaves Dobby with no other choice. And then uh, I pull a gun out on him and have him at gunpoint to make him promise. He gets a bloody laugh. Also, every now and then me and Lucas get a nice little new joke between us two. Yeah. And the joke this year, uh, well, one of the jokes this year that we didn't do on stage that made us laugh every day was um, getting annoyed at an audience member. And the gun we used on the stage was an actual <laughs> BB gun. So it wasn't, it wasn't yeah. loaded, but we had this joke where, say, if we got annoyed at the audience, <laughs> an audience member, we'd point the gun like towards their eye, like that's someone who's wearing glasses, and then we go, lift your glasses up. And then they do so, thinking, okay. And then we shoot the BB in their eye, and, they, and then they go, oh, I didn't know you were going to do that. <laughs> what did you think I was going to do? Oh, we found it funny. <laughs> like, why would we... We've got a gun to their head. Why would you lift your glasses up? Because <laughs> if you shot it, the BB, if you shot it at glass, it would just bounce off. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you need, yeah. so you need to. All right, lift your glasses up. Oh, I didn't know you were going to do oh. that. What do you think oh. I was going to do? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's the kind of thing we enjoy laughing about. Shooting audience members in the eye. Lucy was saying she thinks the key to our duo is the fact that me and you find the same thing funny over and 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 over again. It's the way we've done the same show for years and we still find it funny. We can still we'll do Pot of Vision One tomorrow and afterwards we'll be like Yeah. It was good today. Same fucking show. We were dri- you picked us up and we were driving and we were playing that game that we play where you make up a Scottish town, say you're from there, and then the other one says, you are not from that town. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, ooh, like, ooh I'm from Big Botty. You are not from Big Botty. And she said, you two played that for 15 minutes. Neither of you got bored. <laughs> <laughs> Look, we can lose hours impersonating people we know. Like, there was a long journeys around the UK. I remember we got from Edinburgh to Newcastle on one impression of somebody that we know. Mental four hours, maybe six. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, and then it carried on the next day as well. Um, but it got to a point where I don't think we were finding it funny anymore. <laughs> I think about two hours in, we just kept doing it. We were just we were fixated <laughs> on it. It was like... <laughs> just I don't, I don't know if it was comfort or just like we were like a computer yeah. locked into a repetition yeah we were saying stuff like have you seen po- just imagine we're doing an impression of someone's voice think of someone's voice and then we'd say yeah. have you seen Potter Vision yet you're the only one who hasn't <laughs> <laughs> but yeah then it went on to like d- obscure David Williams play adaptations of his books Oh, we didn't. oh, you've been to see Demon Dentist. You're the only one that hasn't. It's bloody funny. <laughs> it's bloody funny. Bloody you've seen, Rat- anyway. you seen Ratburger? You're the only one who hasn't. It's bloody funny. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Yeah. So, but you got, I think if you're going on a long old car journey, um, you got to find these things to amuse yourself. Ratburger. Burgers made of rats. <laughs> uh, do 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 do. Oh. Yeah. So yeah, all in all, I think Edinburgh was bloody fun. Um, and <clears throat> I was going to ask you before recording, actually, but we might look into maybe doing one or two shows in January. Pop into uh, Christmas. Christmas. It's a Christmas last time. Yeah, maybe Christmas. Yeah, yeah. Maybe between Christmas and New Year or something. I don't know. Well, where? Well, that's Panto season, isn't it? It's tricky to get a venue during that. Could do, during that season. Well, what do you think? Should we do a London one and a Manchester one? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, we're going to show off our new show. No, in this gate, we're going to do one London, no one, one Manchester one. <laughs> we're doing London, no one. We're no. doing Colwyn Bay and Manchester. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? It's going to be a bloody good laugh. Yeah. Hey, well, I've not told you about all my drama. I've got all my updates to give you. Oh, uh, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, I've got me updates, man. How is it Right. Well, I don't know if you heard about this uh, air traffic control emergency on Monday. Did you hear about that? No, I was uh, too busy sleeping. What's happened, old bye? <clears throat> you know, bloody heard. So on Monday, there was a... Uh, excuse me. <clears throat> on Monday, there was... Um, a problem with air traffic control in Britain, mm -hmm. right? And all flights to and from the UK were cancelled over a 24-hour period. Right. Did you not hear about this? No. So uh, we turn up with our, with our suitcases ready to fly back to Germany. And um, <clears throat> I've not had an email or anything, but I turn up, we look at the board and it says... Cancelled, right? And it says that for most of the flights. Right. So we're like, what the bloody hell is this? So we asked somebody, and uh, we go, excuse me, uh, why has this been cancelled? Can you give us any more information? Excuse me. We're like, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, everything's been cancelled. And we're like, why is that? It's like, and <laughs> the reason they gave to us at the time, this bloke didn't know what, he was guessing, I think. The reason he gave Man was, after my own heart. he goes, oh yeah, they've, they've booked too many flights and uh, there's not enough space in the air for all the planes. So we're like, right. He's like, yeah, busiest day of the year today. Too many planes flying around. That's cancel them. So we're like, right. How old is this, for lack of a better word, C word? <laughs> About our age, actually. How stupid was he? Yeah, very stupid, I think. Well, he must have been guessing because he's not been given that information. What does uh, hair look like? Oh, you wouldn't like it. Go Good. on. Kill! Oh! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, and then we were like, right, well, we don't know what's going to happen. Then we saw it on the news that it was an air traffic control system failure and nobody could leave Britain and nobody could come to Britain. And then lockdown so we like, well, 3.0. Bloody hell, eh? So we waited and we were like, well, maybe it'll get whatevered. And then there's an announcement and it's like, bing, bong, bing. Just to let you know, there will be no flights leaving Manchester today. And then the guy said, if anyone tells you that there are any flights going from Manchester today, then they're lying to you. He's like, on the he said that on the announcement. <laughs> on the, on the tannoy, yeah. So he's That's like, the kind of passion I can get into. I know. Um, so Monday, where you were meant to be at work, you went home. Well, yeah, well, because we'd already got a train from Flandidno, so we were like, well, it's going to cost loads of... Because we looked at replacement flights, so EasyJet didn't offer any replacement flights for the next two days. We looked at other flights, and the prices were crazy, uh, and none of them going to Frankfurt or Munich. And then... We looked at a train, and a train from London to Germany was over €900 Euros each. They'd hiked the prices up because of, uh, because of the cancellations. Supply and demand. Supply and demand. Yeah. Dirty. But the whole place was in chaos. Like, you, couldn't, you could hardly move in the airport, right? All the staff were walking around with coffees and, like, like smoothies and stuff as if nothing was going on. They've got nothing to do. What do you want them to do? Well, there's people asking questions, wanting to know, like, what they're going to do. 
Everyone's walking around with like a rocket chocolate. I'd be in. I'd be in. That. I'd be doing the exact same thing. I'd be so happy. Would. Yeah. If if at the fringe they said right, you're not allowed to perform today, but you're still getting paid. I yeah. would be making snow angels in the in the urine on the floor of our room. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> that'd be nice. <laughs> yeah, so it was all a bit crazy, really. And then everyone was like tense, like everyone was pissed off because all these flights had been cancelled. There was an angry Australian man in Greg's. <laughs> it really made me laugh. So I, so I was behind him in Greg's, right? And so the lady at the um, at the tilling Greg's was was foreign. I don't know where she was from, but he was acting as if. The problem was that she didn't understand English properly. But that was not the problem, right? The problem was him. So he walks up and he goes, he goes, right, I want that and that. Right? And he pointed really quickly at these two pastries. And I was like, well, I don't know what you've just pointed at. It was so quick. And so the woman was like, I'm sorry, can you tell me again what you want? That and that. And she's like, I don't know what you mean. And then he and then he went to her, he looked at her and he went, Jesus fucking Christ! I want that in that. Say what it is, brother. I know, just say, say the, the bloody labels are there next to him. Steak bake, pizza slice. Because as well, she's not on the same side of the counter as him. She's having to look past a bloody card reader and a till. Through the looking light behind him, so I don't bloody know. So he was annoyed, uh, but I was glad he was annoyed because he was an ass. I'm a, um, I met with an Australian in the view to do the Adelaide Fringe. Oh yeah, um, the funny Australians. I was like, oh, I like Australians. I think they make for good audience member. And he goes, you think? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. They're up for it. They're up for it. They've got good personalities. And he goes, mm, maybe the one's on holiday. <laughs> <laughs> There's something funny about somebody being like negative about their own people. I think it's very yeah. funny. Maybe when they're on holiday. That's not my experience. 40 years in Australia. <laughs> Don't know where you've been. <laughs> yeah. Oh, very good. Um, yeah, so we ended up getting a hotel for a couple of nights. Um, Where? What town? In, in Manchester. Oh, really? Near Didsbury. Should have done a double vision. Eh? I'm not Should've doing a double vision, vision when my flight's delayed and we're, we're having <laughs> no. a rest. If it was like a spa like a... hotel, it was nice. Oh, here we go. It all comes out. Yeah, There weren't any cancelled flights at all, were they? Lucas they Kirkby were. wanted a massage and a sauna. Oh, look, we can't fly. Martina, look look at that man with the mocha chocolate. Look at that Australian who's got a bee in his bonnet. Oh, I'll have to get a massage. Lazy, <laughs> lazy, lazy. You didn't want to go back to work, just submit it. No, no, they were cancelled. It was on the news. Oh, now I've got some... Now I've got some big buff bloke massaging me lower back. 
Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what can you do? Is that pretty much it? Yeah. So then we did that, and then, yeah, the only way we could get back to Germany was to travel via Sweden. We went to Stockholm, and then um, <laughs> we were stuck home, and then we went to Stockholm. <laughs> I knew you wouldn't like that. And then uh, and then we went to Frankfurt, and now we're here. <laughs> Have you been back to school yet? Yes. So, well, next Monday the kids come back. Ah, it was just inset days. Yeah, yeah, but they do uh, they do a whole week in Germany, so I did miss a couple of days of work. Um, but then Thursday, Friday, I was in, and then I went in yesterday as well to sort my classroom out, make my class look nice. And Martina came and helped me because she's good with uh, with like visualizing how things should should look. So she helped with the posters, and then I kind of tidied up, did some sorting. Yeah, I'm ready to bloody go. Hey, but I'm excited. Oh, that's interesting. So, so Martina was helping decorate the classroom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I remember, like, classroom decoration. It was like, you know, uh, they put colours around a board. They put a display of work, good work on the board, on like boards oh, around yeah, the wall. Yeah. You know, yeah, like yeah. stuff kids had done, and then there'd be a strip of um, like coloured card around it all corrugated card yeah yeah stuff like that fascinating because lucas kirkby i'm sure if you were left alone in the room it would be nothing on the walls (laughs) (laughs) probably well because well that's not a thing in germany i don't think that wavy corrugated card with is it not staple to the wall no but uh there were like posters and displays and stuff Mm. and um I'll send you a picture later. But, um, yeah, off. but I just stick things up wherever there's a space. I don't really think about the design of it. But then Martina was very good. She, like, put them up in, like... Me and Martina were laughing about you. Oh, yeah, what what were you saying? I was, I was saying, I was like, burns a candle at both ends, that lad. Burns a candle at both ends. Right. Yeah. Any any minute he's got, he fills it with something. And Martina was like, he's got no time. The other day he comes home going, I'm starting a drama club. <laughs> no, no, I've been asked to do a drama club. <laughs> and this is in the time that I'm already at school. This is in between school finishing and my German lesson starting. <laughs> so I might as well do another hour. And <laughs> no, want some time for get yourself. More, get a bit more money. I've got to provide. Okay. So, I'm excited though. Yeah, I've got. I'm doing drama club, and I think we're gonna do. Um, Part of vision. I think we're gonna <laughs> he's gonna thirty. He's gonna have thirty German children doing part of vision. <laughs> yeah, why not? The script's ready. That'd be funny. Thirty of them coming out on stage. Right, we normally do Harry Potter, but thirty of us have dropped out and they've taken all the props and gone. <laughs> do you? <laughs> what? <laughs> that'd be funny oh it's great well it's easy for us to do so if you split that in between 30 kids I think they'd know they'd be alright 30 German children flood the stage yeah <laughs> what a start I might see if they want to like 
just do the show with us, just like for an explosive start, you know, during the theme tune, just dancing. We do need something during that theme tune, because at the minute people are just like, yep, chuckle vision, and then, okay, a few more <laughs> pieces of chuckle vision. <laughs> a few more rounds of that. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe I can get me, me glass to just come on and do a dance. So, well, it's better than us. Right, we'll go on and do a dance to the theme tune. Oh, I'm not doing that. This doesn't work. Boys, you did two beats of a dance. <laughs> also, that didn't work. What are you expecting? <laughs> doing a dance. What are you, la laugh every move. <laughs> you just watch it and enjoy it. He's expecting laughs every which way when. <laughs> You, you do a serious play expecting laughs. You'd come mm. here, you'd be like doing Buddy Shakespeare. Now is the winter of our discontent. Oh, nothing for that. Oh, I'm not doing Rich the Third again. <laughs> <laughs> Tom, it's a serious play. There aren't any funny bits. Mm -mm. Well, well, well. Yeah, well, well. I'll try and make glorious summer by this son of York. Oh, I'm going home. Looking at them all. Anything? <laughs> oh, suit yourself. <laughs> Hate working here. Working here, you're performing. <laughs> it's true, they are working there, aren't you? Oh, I hate working here. <laughs> In the middle of a performance. <laughs> I went round my sister's house the other day to see her kids for the first time in months. Oh, yeah. Grown up, have they? Yeah, adults now. I said, oh, you must be my nephew. She goes, no, no, that's the plasterer. I'm like, oh. How is he like that? I don't know. That's um, what I'd be like if I was a plasterer. Um, yeah, you don't see him for a bit. Different kids, like they grow so much. You're like, Who's this? Yeah, yeah. Funny though, bloody hell! I don't know about you, but you get—I get what get worn out around kids. Play with them for a bit. Oh yeah. And you're like, bloody! Hell. Sit down for a bit. You're like, <laughs> and they're like, it's come on, play more. But the other day, I was like, right, I need a rest now. And so, without saying anything, I went upstairs in my sister's house and I lay on top of my sister's bed. My sister, she assumed I was going to the toilet because why else would I go upstairs? Yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. And she hears me. She doesn't know I'll go in a bedroom, but then she just hears me get in bed. She doesn't hear me get in bed. She just hears me make this noise as I get in bed. Oh! And she thinks I'm on the toilet doing that. She's like, oh, disgusting. You <laughs> <laughs> could be. <laughs> and I'm, so I'm laying in yeah. an expensive bed, resting. Yeah. Oh. Paid a lot of money oh, for yeah. her bed. Yeah, is it comfy? Millionaire she must be. She must be a millionaire. That bed's so comfy. Yeah, yeah, I've always thought that. <laughs> Someone's got a comfy bed, millionaire. Um, <laughs> later on, she brings the kids up to try and get me out of bed, and they start battering me. Jesus Christ. No one's hurting these kids. I don't know who's teaching them to punch, though. Like, I'm having to cover my testicles. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they're after you, yeah. Yeah, and then one thing leads to another, and then one of the kids are crying, and you're like, oh, God. 
Well, hang on a minute. What was the one bit leads to another? What what happened in the middle bit? <laughs> Me getting my own back. <laughs> God. No, no. <laughs> Tom, Tom. Explain <laughs> yourself. No, that always happens when there's too much fun going on. Get everyone running oh, yeah. around. Baby's going to get hurt. But it's funny, though, because yeah. Co- because yeah. my nephew, he, um, he falls over. And my sister's got this uh, barrier on the bed to stop a baby falling out. Oh, yeah. And he falls and he hits his mouth. Ah! On this barrier. Oh, yeah. Pure metal. So he does his first initial scream. And then my niece hears his inhale. Babies, when they're getting ready to do a massive scream, they do a massive inhale for a while. Oh, yeah. (sighs) Yeah! And, um... Alice picks him up and runs him out of the room as he's doing this inhale. Yeah. And then my niece, she's like, quick, hide! And jumps under the duvet and covers her ears because this massive scream is coming. <laughs> That's funny. Like an air raid shelter. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's always good having those, uh, you know, fences around the bed. Protect your children, yeah? Make a- I go one further. Barbed wire, mm. electric... Make sure they don't get out and hurt themselves. They should make them out of foam, though. I said, what are you doing having metal around your bed? This is crazy. Yeah, yeah. Make it out of foam. Don't you know your kid's uncle is going to try and get in this bed and you're going to have to get him out? So do you have to climb over the railings? No, there's just in? it's just like one little bit. It's not like a whole cart. Oh, right. It's just like a bit of an arm at the side. Mm-mm. Mm. Oh, right. I'm imagining like in the wrestling where they lower down a, a cage. Over an adult's double bed. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Would be cosy that, wouldn't it? Oh yeah, I'd love that. Bit of a climb in the middle, wouldn't I? Yeah, most people don't go and get in other people's beds. But the thing is, with family, it's family, isn't it? No, no, I wouldn't get in my sister's bed. Not clear. Right, do you know what? It, the, it changes when they've got a partner. <laughs> I think that's the difference. Because as a, when my sister was like a teenager or whatever, I'd go into her bedroom. Mm. But now if she's got a husband, I'm not going anywhere near that bedroom. It's rude. Why is it rude? What? There's a load of prophylactics lying about, is there? What are you talking about? I'm talking about prophylactic. You know, it's just a private space, isn't it? It's a family home. They're caught in there. Yeah. Caught in there. The thing is about my brother-in-law, Luke, he loves it. I go around the house and he thinks it's so funny that I get in his bed. He thinks it's so funny (laughs) that I put on his clothes. He thinks it's so funny that I eat all his private chocolates and, like, hidden things. Yeah. To, yeah. to him, that is what having a brother-in-law is all about. Oh, yeah, definitely. You're the cheeky uncle, aren't you? Well, in a way, yes. Yeah, yeah. Very good. I have not told you my big news. What? I finally sold my house. Has <sighs> it gone through? It's exchanged now, yeah. 
So, uh, yeah, so I should have the money through in the next week or so, but it's all legally done now and uh, finalised. Listeners, we're free. <laughs> we're free! <laughs> well, because I've been trying to sell it for over a year now, it's been a bloody nightmare. I would have bought but, that uh, house if you'd offered it. No, you wouldn't. <laughs> no, you wouldn't have done I wouldn't have given you a good price. Um, I would have offered it, though. <laughs> so yeah thank god yeah so yeah in the next couple of weeks everything should be finished and finally i'm rid of it and i'm not having to pay for a mortgage of a house that i don't live in do you want to tell the uh, listeners how much you sold it for no no i feel like that's do private you, do like, you want to tell the listeners how much do you want to tell the listeners how much is in your current account no that's not nice that's private <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, it could be a lot, it could be nothing. Um, yeah. But I reckon if you listen to all the episodes of the podcast, you could put the pieces together. I think you could figure it out. I think you could find the house, look up online how much it got sold for. That's a task for someone, isn't it? Yeah, it's a task for someone if someone wants to go, uh, have a go. Go on, right move. Look up Blakely, look up sold houses, look up properties that have been on the market for 10 years. <laughs> 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 You'll find it. Yeah, yeah, so bloody hell, thank God for that. Um, yeah, because it's bloody hell, like, you're just paying for stuff that you don't need to be paying for, like, uh, you know, council tax, mortgage, buildings and contents insurance, all this kind of stuff. So my jobs this week, which I've already started, is just to start cancelling all those policies. Is dad sad that he's, uh, he's lost his getaway? Well, I'm not disgusted with him, but I think so. Because he liked going there once a month. Going to Pete's Chippy. Going to the pub. He liked his little getaways. So, yeah, so I'm going to use all the money that uh, I've, you know, got from selling it. And I'm going to buy him a little uh, two up, two down, down the road. So we can keep keep going. You're an idiot. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> on a joke. <laughs> yeah. So thank God for that. Uh, and I'm expecting at least two private messages of congratulations on Instagram from listeners. So, so get get right in them. Amy, Margin Shelley. Yeah, come on. You know, it's from them in a while. I think I think they I think they still listen, but I don't know. So people leave, don't they? KCJ, we gave, we gave KCJ too much attention at the beginning. He was trying to support us, but he left us in the dirt. <laughs> oh, what can we say? Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so yeah, lots of things are happening, you know. It feels like a new, uh, a new chapter, household, new school year. I sold my car as well. That white Hyundai's been sold. Oh, you're mad for selling that. You could have kept that for the rest of your life. Hey, I'm not going to use it. I'm not going to use it. The Potter Vision yeah, Mobile. <laughs> Vision Mobile. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it's all bloody happening. So I guess it's just me who's keeping his 100-year-old car forever then. Yeah. You and, not Sooty, what's it called? Smokey. Sooty. Sooty. <laughs> yeah, so bloody hell. 
What else has been going on with me? Well, that's very good. I'm glad you sold your house. Uh, I've been back Thank for, you, a week, for a week now. I'm, I'm back for a week now. I don't know what I've done. Uh, I've been here, though. Yeah, you've been here, you've been there, doing doing your bits and bobs. I've not unpacked. All my stuff is just sat here. Uh, you've not unpacked? No. Oof. You naughty. Hey, I've had to go to naughty. the laundrette. The laundrette? Oh, let me tell you this, though, first. I did, oh, you yeah. remember me saying a while ago that I smashed the shower door of my shower? You never told me that, but I did see the bucket of glass in the bathroom. I never uh, tell you that. So I put two and two together. You've not officially told me. So my elbow hit the shower door, yeah? Like that. Bong. And the shower yeah. door went, wagga, 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 wagga. Raining hellfire showered down over me. Like this yeah. glass just shattered into little tiny pieces and it like yeah, yeah, yeah. cut me all over I was like blood was coming yeah. all over me everywhere my leg my body this is ages ago this isn't like oh my god this was last October yeah yeah what a long time but uh last October that's a year nearly yeah I know Oh. But the thing is about when bad things happen, I can fall over and I won't make a noise. Yeah. Yeah. Lucy runs upstairs, terrified, and she sees me stood there, covered in blood. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, what the hell? And I'm like, it's fine. And I'm like, you know, naked, covered in blood. Yeah. Yeah. And so, um, clear up the glass. Uh, and for a year, we've not had a shower door. We've just had a curtain hanging over the shower door. Because we've had people yeah. around, and like they go, no, we're not fixing that. And we'll try to fix it ourselves, and you can't buy a single shower door. You have to replace the whole unit. I'm like, great. Uh. So Lucy finally arranged it. She got a guy to come replace the whole unit. And he said, so, right, if you want us to bin the shower, the other two shower doors, it's going to be... Um, it's going to be 150 quid, basically, to take it to the dump. We're like, we're not paying that. Yeah. So when I got back last Tuesday, I was like, right, I'm going to take these shower doors to the dump. So I put them in my yeah. car, knowing how easily they break, right? Oh, God, yeah. So I'm driving to the dump, and I've got my mum on the phone, and she's chatting crap to me, and my dad's yeah. chatting crap. And I... F- so terrified they're going to break. Finally get to the dump. Go to the hardcore. There's no bit for glass. I don't know if I should have thrown them in here. But I'm like, here we yeah. go. Holding the first door above my head. There's like a cinder yeah. block, like a big brick in this uh, skip. Yeah. Throw it in, expecting this massive like smash. I'm like, right, that's not right. Grab the other one. Right. Throw it even harder. Whoosh. How's my elbow breaking them? <laughs> my elbow's breaking <laughs> them, but being thrown in a skip at a brick does nothing. Yeah. Bloody hell. Well, that shows you how tough your elbows are, eh? 
Stay clear. Stay clear, old boy. Yeah. That niece and nephew didn't have a bloody chance against your elbows. No wonder you were screaming. <laughs> Can break glass with this, lad. Mm. Yeah. You know, I had to go to Laundrette because our washing machine is, as they say in Germany, kaput. Yeah. And um, somebody's coming next week to have a look at it. But I went with uh, a suitcase and a bin bag full of washing to this laundrette. It's bloody fancy laundrette. Um, everything was modern. It had an award. And, uh, yeah, you just shove it in. They had, they're like an enormous one that you could probably get in yourself. It was a 14 kilogram really? washing machine. Yeah, and I could get, I could get my suitcase and my bin bags worth. All in. Wash it around a bit. What was this for? Wham bam. Because you had dirt, dirty clothes. Yeah, the washing our washing machine's broken. Oh yeah yeah so, yeah. Yeah. Yeah yeah. So we had like Edinburgh clothes that we needed to wash, and then uh, like a load of towels from here. I need to wash a lot of my clothes. I need to reply to a lot of people. Yeah, you're the only person. Things to do. Um, you're the only person that I reply to instantly. You do not reply instantly. <laughs> You do reply occasionally. Imagine what other people are getting. I know, but you say that to me as if that's a good excuse. Like, it's like a postman coming giving you something like two days late. It's like, well, the others I've wiped my ass with, so you're lucky. <laughs> you're lucky, you are. Huh? Uh, can I have a pipe, please? Mm, pint of piss? <laughs> Oh, I don't want a pint of piss. Other people get nothing. Pint of piss for you. Look, you've got something. Piss. <laughs> you won't. That's your excuse every time. You go, oh, other people I don't even bother with. But you. Uh, I wait four days to bother with you. But you the... Count yourself lucky. <laughs> but you, my business partner. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you talk to me as if it's like I'm I'm having idle conversation with you. <laughs> like I'm I'm asking you about <laughs> bottom vision. <laughs> oh, what do you think about uh what do you think about doing this in January? Oh uh, uh, well, I'll have to ask him on the podcast. That's the only time I ever get a response. Well I thought I saw that. I listen. saw that and I was like, will he give me a minute to breathe? I've just had a month, a month. Do I, no rest for the wicked, is it? Yeah, bloody hell. Um, but yeah. So, Tom, mm. do you have any more updates? Mm. A week has gone by, I don't know what I've done. I don't. That's just how quickly time do. passes us listeners. One day... You're doing something the next day, a week has flown by, and I was walking down the street last night, uh, coming back home, and it was like 11 o'clock at night, and yeah. down an alleyway, these two teenage boys, and they, like, really weird, they shouted at me, hey, you're that guy from TikTok, I go, what the hell, look at them, like, they're down a dark yeah. alley. And they go, love the content, yeah. mate. And I'm go, and I go, Jesus. And just keep walking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that freaked me out. 
Yeah, well, you got to take compliments where you can get them. Down an I alley in a skip. I ran home to make sure they didn't know where I lived. Yes, that's fantastic. Because otherwise, yeah. they surely would have killed me. Yeah, they'd have come home and they'd have skinned you and worn you as a costume. I wish. That's what those little lads would have done. Anyway, what's new with you? Nothing else. Now, Tom, how many glass-shattering elbows are you going to give our lovely conversation out of five? Oh, it's got to be five out of five. Same. Now <laughs> it's time for the nation's second favourite segment. It's Edwig's Droppings. We're not alluding to owl poo, we're not alluding to ploppings. We mean the messages you send in when we allude to Hedwig's droppings. What's in a beak this week? Well, we've had a couple of lovely emails. So we've had an email from Ruby, and Ruby says, Hi, I love Pottervision. It's one of my favourite podcasts. I would love a shout-out and an email back. I will email you back, Ruby. Uh, it would make my day. I love the show and please continue to make funny content. We'll, we'll continue to make content. Whether it's funny or not is down to you. It's subjective, isn't it, Ruby? So thank you very much for sending in an email. We've had another email from Keris McGroity. I hope I'm saying that right, Keris. Uh, she goes, hello, Pottervision boys. I have been a fan for a while now and I have recently seen your show for the second time at the Fringe. I was the only one who cheered when you mentioned the podcast and this made me feel like I was slightly superior to everyone else in the audience. Definitely a Pottervision listener then, if that's the kind of things that are running through your head. I'm superior to everyone else. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I can't wait to see the show at the Fringe next year. The thing that made me email was the recent chat about double-decker bus incidents. I was on the school bus one day a few years ago and a boy decided to get out his rollerblades from his bag and put them on while the bus was going down a hill. He ended up falling all over the bus and it was very funny. Let me, I wish I would have seen Let that. me tell you this. Double-decker bus incident yeah. reminds me of one of the first times I felt jealousy. Oh, yeah. When I was a little boy, the age of four or five, I was at my grand's house. Yeah. And she was telling me about an incident about a double-decker bus was heading towards a bridge and the bridge was too uh, low for the bus to go under. Yeah. And there was a young boy on the bus and he shouted. Yeah. Just before he he shouted to everyone up, he shouted to everyone, duck. Yeah. Yeah. And everyone got down. And like they survived, like being like beheaded or whatever. Yeah. And my gran was telling me, in like completely in awe of this little boy, she was like, "How good is that little boy?" I remember thinking to myself, <laughs> "Why don't you go have yeah. him as a grandson then, if you love him so much?" <laughs> That's funny. But in the end, um, she died. So. Yeah. And now look at you, alive and well. So, who won in the end? Eh? <laughs> <laughs> so thank you very much, Keris. Now, we've had a five-star review from Nick Milner, and I think this is uh, one of my favourite reviews <clears throat> we've had. 
because it is absolutely jam-packed with Pottervision references and uh, I think you'll enjoy listening to it. Nick is actually our new baby Dudley. Okay. Uh, he's currently supporting us on the highest tier possible, so we really appreciate that, Nick. Your story will be, maybe not this week, but maybe in the next episode. Uh, but yeah, I just want to read this review from Nick Milner. So he starts off, classic, Hello Father. I was heading back from Edinburgh, so nipped into T-Bay services. I was sitting in the U-Bend, and if you don't mind me saying, someone threw a shit at me. It makes me mad. I was about to start moaning, whoa, when I stumbled over a mole man, landing in a builder's bum crack, and was transported into the world of Pottervision. Mm. Eh? In an alternate universe, the wizarding world has been taken over by Lord Ian Voldemort, the gamekeeper is still Og, and Pisshead Hagrid is back where he belongs, looking after baby werewolves in the Gryffindor common room. Harry Potter is in a relationship with Hermione, and Paul Hogan now plays Draco Malfoy. Hairbed on the roof. <laughs> it's lovely. If you like impressions, references to nonces, Wallace and Gromit, sallow skin, French trips, mould, then brother, this is the podcast for you. You can turn off Spotify, Spotify, my friends, and say goodbye to Fat Les, Old Lang Syne, and Susan Boyle. I've listened to almost every episode over the last month, and Tom and Lucas have become so familiar, it's almost like they were my friend. Before you think, what's this guy going on about, or what does it all mean, Your Honour? At least I'm not afraid of my pillow. Now knuckle down and get ready for a rundown. I'll give this podcast five. What aftershave are you wearing? Burberry touch. I'd like to touch you. Did we say that? Is that us? Do you, do you wear Burberry that. touch? Do you? I don't know. We may have said that at some point. Um, I'd like to touch you. I'll blow you, you a kiss. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember saying that. Maybe we did. I'd like to touch you. Out of five, I'll blow you a kiss from Nick. So thank you so much, Nick, for giving us the most densely Pottervision podcast referenced review we've ever bloody had. Thank you very we much. Should, um, why don't we take... I think that's a good collation of all some of our best references maybe we should do a t-shirt right i think we should do a t-shirt that's available to all not just like patreon people but we could probably do a discount for patreon people well well, i think we should have one why don't we do a poll we'll have like a t-shirt made up we'll have someone design a t-shirt yeah we'll have a catchphrase put on it we could either have a compilation of all of them that nick's just mentioned in like a big thing or we could just have i could have that on the back or just one what what could it be boiled down to? Hello, father, brother. Well, what if we? Um, why don't we just put out a, a design competition? Let people do what oh, they that's want. It. Let people work for free. <laughs> <laughs> but that could be a prize. We could offer a prize to the winner. Uh, we? No, I don't think we. Uh, we could. In the world the of graphic design, people do not like that. All I think. Right. Uh, I think there's a few musicians who've got in trouble for that, so we'll do a poll. All right, we'll do a poll instead, yeah? You choose what you like, and then we'll design it with Mm. our skills. That'll be good. So thank you so much, Nick. 
Now we've got a load of patrons that we're gonna uh, we're gonna get through a few of them today. So Tom, the first new patron, we've got a new baby Hermione, and it's Pfizer Pfizer Rias. You are at a birthday party. It's your first birthday. Pass the parcel is being played. La 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 I feel like Pop Goes the Weasel it is the song for Pass the Parcel, isn't it? Maybe, huh? Pass the Parcel. Pop Goes... Right. The parcel is getting passed round. You are getting tense. Will it land on you? Oh, it keeps getting round. It stops at your <laughs> friend. A layer of wrapping paper is peeled off. They get some jelly tots. It carries on. Oh, just before you again, they peel off some wrapping paper and they get a whoopee cushion. It continues. It lands on you. You open the final layer of wrapping paper. And as you open the box to the item, my face appears. That's lovely. So thank you so much, Faiza. We've got our new baby Harry. And our baby Harry is Colby Gunter. With a G. Col Colby Gunter. You are sunbathing at the beach. There's a man walking around. Fanta lemon, ice cream, lollipops. You're like, ooh, ooh. You crawl away from your family. You have not learned to walk yet. This man continues. Fanta lemon, ice cream, lollipops. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> um, as you're crawling in chase of the man you fall in a hole that some people have dug they don't know that you have fallen down there and they cover you in sand buried alive buried alive <laughs> luckily I'm tunnelling anyway under the beach <laughs> I come across your baby face we are face to face I think listen right I should be the only one down here let's get you um, up to shore young man and I burst through the sand holding you the ice cream man at Fanta Lemon ice cream lollipops I go what do you think you're doing and I thump him in the face that's very good storytelling because I'm glad that uh, that Fanta Lemon man got <laughs> his storyline got tied up at the end uh, so thank you very much, Colby. Now I've got another baby, Harry, and it's Catherine Atkinson. Catherine Atkinson. You are on holiday in Mexico, and you have been taken to a luchador wrestling match. Yeah? With the leather <laughs> yeah. masks, everything. Some say it's just for tourists, but it doesn't matter. It's a bit of fun. So you're there watching the fighters go <laughs> just at Just for tourists? What? Just for tourists. Just for tourists. Oh. <laughs> Just for conservatives. Just for tourists. Um, you are watching the wrestlers go at it. Tight leather masks, tight spandex, stretchy trousers. They are flying around the room. You think, ooh, I want a bit of the action. You crawl into the ring. They have no idea that you're a baby. Um, 
They think you're an adult like them. Strange, because you are the size of a baby and you are saying goo goo gaga. They start throwing you about. You are bouncing off the ropes. Oh, oh, I'm the only one in the audience to see sense. I stand up. I climb in the ring. I grab both wrestlers by their necks and I choke slam them. When I hit the floor, I squeeze a bit too hard on their necks where I look into their eyes and I see tears of blood run down. I think, oh, oh that's too hard. Um, Going to leave that now. I don't know what their outcome is, but I hold you now safe in my hands and... Well, we hope you enjoyed that, Catherine. Now we've had another new baby, Hermione, and it's Damon Kilcawley. Damon Kilcawley. You have just won a thousand pounds on a scratch card. As a baby, you walk into what's a suit maker's called? A tailor's. A tailor. You walk into a tailor's. You would like a suit <laughs> the size of a baby. You hand the suit man your scratch card. He says, uh, normally uh, people get these exchanged first. I don't just accept this as payment. This could be like counterfeit a joke. But he goes, but considering you're a baby, I'll accept. He starts measuring you up for the suit. Wow, I've never made a suit for a baby before. If anything, this is a waste of money because you're going to grow out of it very quickly. Yeah? Yeah. Nevertheless, he lies you down. And he decides to cut out the shape of the trousers around your legs. Bit unorthodox, but whatever. He uses a pin to hold the fabric in place. But a bit drunk off receiving a scratch card, he's thinking how he's going to spend it. He stabs you in the leg. You begin to cry. I kick the door off the hinges. I have been watching the whole thing. I batter this tailor within an inch of his life, right? Mm. I take the scratch card off him. I finish making the suit. You look a million dollars. I put the scratch card back in your breast pocket, hold you up, and I send you on your way. There you go, Damon. Um, We apologize for the violent nature of these stories. Uh, Tom's working through a few things. Uh, But now we've got a new baby, Harry. And it's Joe Curtis Rendell. Joe Curtis Rendell. You are at a cocktail party. Adults are having a good old laugh. You are crawling about, loving the excitement. There's a lot of women wearing high heels, stomping around your head. At one point, a heel lands between your fingers. That was a close one. Nevertheless, you continue crawling around the party. There's a, a team preparing drinks where they're making bespoke ice cubes. You can have an ice cube in whatever shape you want. But to make the ice cubes, first they must um, make a bigger thing of ice before they carve it. And they do so by pouring water into a mold and putting it in the freezer. You accidentally fall into a mold and they put you in the freezer. You are frozen. (laughs) Completely. I see this happen. 
you go into the freezer, four hours later, you come out. I think, look at that. I tap the uh, carver on the shoulder. I say, do not carve that. You will harm that baby. He says, do you think? I said, I know. We get some hair dryers. <laughs> we start drying you out. Because we think if we crack you, you could uh, break completely as a baby. We get your face uh, melted out first. You begin to breathe again. I say, look at this baby. There you go, Joe. We've had another baby, Harry, and it's Robbie McDonald. I'm beginning to think these stories are mental. Like, and I feel like I've done... Yes, they are mental. <laughs> of course they are. What are you on about? Ronnie McDonald? What? Ronald McDonald. No, Robbie McDonald. Oh, right. It's <laughs> Ronald McDonald. <laughs> <laughs> Who next? Hamburglar? No, no, Tommy's name's Robbie McDonald. <laughs> and this is Ronald Drurgler. Um <laughs> Robbie McDonald. How many have I done? You have done five so far. This is number six. Out of? Well, um, could be up to twelve. See how you go. Ah! <laughs> I've only got so much creativity within me. Yeah, it's a lot, in it? Well, maybe I could do a couple. No! <laughs> <laughs> oh, I didn't want to let it go. Right. You are Robbie McDonald. You have been stranded in the desert. You are crawling upon your baby tummy. Ah! In the distance, you see a pool of water. Oh, you crawl towards it. It wasn't a pool of water at all. It was a mirage. You're seeing things. It was actually a pool of milk. Not a Ooh. bad consolation prize. <laughs> you are a baby. It's not, is it? You swim into the milk. Wow. On the back, backstroke. Yeah. Put some in your mouth. Lovely. I've been watching this whole thing because I've been milking cows in the desert to make a big pool of milk. I say, baby, baby, what do you do swimming my milk? You are a baby, so you can't explain to me that you've been stranded. I say, oh, I don't know about this baby. Get out my milk with your dirty nappy. You didn't even take your nappy off to swim in my milk. Uh, the milk has been contaminated. I fish you out of the milk with a big net. Mm. <laughs> I see you in there, covered in milk, hydrated once again. And I think, hmm, time to send you on your way. I get my finest camel, right? Two humps. Oh, uh, I, I push the camel's head down into the milk. I said, you need some hydration. It's resistant. <laughs> <laughs> and I go, I'm too strong for it. I push, dunk its head and it thinks, I'm going to drown if yeah. I don't drink some milk. It starts drinking quickly. It reemerges, looking at me so angry. And I go, what? You're my camel. 
you're my camel. Yeah. This is nothing to do with you, right? And you will return to me once your job is over. I place you, Robbie, in the basket that's on top of the camel and I slap its arse back to the nearest village. Oh, actually, and I, first I have to sprint towards the basket because it's <laughs> sprinting. <laughs> i got a quick few of these first. But don't ask me what I was doing milking cows in the desert. Don't ask me that. Remain a mystery. So thank you very much, Robbie. And we've got a new baby, Harry, and it's Amy Peters. Amy Peters. Amy bloody Peters. Mm. Mm. Amy, you were taken out of a bedroom window. You were asleep. <laughs> That's not, not, not that. Not that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's good. Carry on. Amy, the stork was carrying you to drop you off oh. at your family's home. <laughs> oh, yeah. On its way, the stork bumped its head and accidentally dropped you into a nest of a bird. Oh. There's two other chicks in this nest, but you are a human baby. Without knowing... You strangle the chicks. You hold them in your hands and you crush them. <laughs> Amy, mm. we do not blame you, the Part Vision boys. We do not yeah. blame you. <laughs> <laughs> the mother comes home, the mother bird. Yeah. She's distraught. Yeah, I'd be. She doesn't like what she sees. Tears flood down her face. Um, but she realises that you are now her only baby, so she has to raise you in her own image. Did we have a little boy come You're to right. Pot Vision? We did, didn't we? Yeah, yeah, we had a few little boys come to Pot Vision. And he was a listener, which is weird. Yeah. Um, anyway, you are anyway. raised for a few <laughs> years as a bird girl. Um, you eat worms. Um, <laughs> you strangle the chicks, but you cannot fly. I am a hunter. I am hunting in the forest. Oh. Put my rifle, and I'm looking down the scope at you in your nest. <laughs> And I think, that's not a bird. Your mother is feeding you, regurgitating stuff into your mouth. I'm watching the whole thing, and I say, that's not a bird, but that is. I shoot your mother. <laughs> oh. You fall, the shock of it scares the life out of you. You fall from the nest. I sprint. I catch you just as you fall. You're looking at me with hatred. I'm like, there's only one thing that will get rid of this hatred. A few of these. I take you to the nearest hospital. Their problem now. Lovely. Thank you so much, Amy. Uh, how, how are you doing? 
<laughs> well, do you want to take a break? Yeah, we'll do. We'll do more next week. We'll do more next week. There we go. Um, so that was Edwig's draw. But can I just say? Can I just say? For they were very individual stories. They were fantastic. You did seven, and uh, they were all very good. Very, I was impressed with you. Hmm. This has been the Pottervision Podcast, the podcast where we talk about normally the Harry Potter books. Next week we'll be back to it, and we'll be on episode 122, chapter 26 of book five, Seen and Unforeseen. As always, if you want to access bonus stuff, uh, if you go on uh, the Patreon, patreon.com slash pottervision, if you support us from the Baby Hermione tier or above, you can watch our brand new show that we did in Edinburgh. Um, the Our first show is up there as well. There's bonus episodes. You can get key rings, stickers, uh, posters, uh, personalised video from us. There's loads of bloody stuff on there. And uh, yeah, there's Patreon are doing lots of uh, exciting things at the minute. You can, uh, you can support us on an annual basis and get 10% off. Um, and they've started uh, syncing up the bonus episode of the podcast to Spotify to improve your listening uh, pleasure. Anyway, you have been Tom Lawrence. And your Heine is geschmitten. You are Lucas Kirkby. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to the Pottervision podcast. The music was performed by Jack Evans. If you'd like bonus content and to support the show, you can visit patreon.com forward slash Pottervision.